Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you listen to us on a regular basis, you know our focus on Healing Quest is a healthy lifestyle. That includes integrative health, energy medicine, and holistic wellness options. Now, vitamin D has been in the news recently as a result of reports that it's it's good not only for building strong bones, but also potentially good for lessening the severity of the COVID-19 virus. Now, the problem is that vitamin D is something 40% of us are probably deficient in. In addition to be fully effective, vitamin D needs help from vitamin K. And that's something 90% of us are probably deficient in. So today we're going to explore what's been described as the delicate dance between vitamins K and D and see what we can do to make sure they're supporting our quest for true health. Our guide is going to be microbiologist Kieran Krishnan. He's the chief science officer for Just Thrive Probiotics. Kieran is joining us now via Zoom from his home base in Chicago. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Judy. Hi, Roy. Great to talk to you. But let's start with vitamin D. A recent article on the website of the National Center for Biotechnology Information says that vitamin D can reduce the risk of respiratory tract infections, including those associated with the COVID-19 virus. Well, that sounds like good news, except for the fact that Americans are chronically deficient in vitamin D, also known as the sunshine vitamin. So starting there, Karen, um, how, yeah, maybe you can... Give us a, a sense of your overview of, of the vitamin D factor. Yeah, so that is an important study because it does speak to the importance of basic nutrition in terms of our body dealing with this new pathogen, this COVID-19 illness. Um, vitamin D, we know, has, an, has a profound impact on the immune system, um, on the vitamin D receptor expression, which is one of the critical parts of a early stage of detection of pathogens and the activation of things called macrophages, which is an early phase response cell in your immune system. So vitamin D clearly plays an important role in your body's ability to fight this type of virus. But so does vitamin K2, and they kind of go together. And that's a really important thing to point out because um, I posted recently, and this is just a week ago, a new study that published that showed that vitamin K2 levels was predictive of outcomes with COVID-19 as well. So it's complementary, right? The higher your levels of vitamin K2, when you were first identified as having positivity with COVID-19, the better your outcomes were. The lower the levels of vitamin K2, the more severe the outcomes were. So th it's a, it's a complementary study to the vitamin, K, uh, vitamin D study, and they both go hand in hand. And you really can't separate the two because one drives dysfunction in the other if you don't use them at the right proportion. I know uh, vitamin K27 is, is a supplement that Just Thrive has. So mm -hmm. this is something that you guys have been looking at for quite a while. Yeah, we've been working on K2 for quite some time. And of course, uh, there's loads of other researchers uh, that have been publishing and working on vitamin K2 all across the world. Um, it, it's one of the most well-researched nutrients um, in the marketplace because there's some massive studies on vitamin K2. For example, the Rotterdam study with 4,800 patients over 10 years, the Heidelberg cohort study, which has 13,000 patients over a period of about eight years. There is, is the nurses' health study in, in, uh, in Japan, which has almost 90,000 patients. I mean, these are massive studies. Oh, 
right? So these are these are your not your typical nutrient studies. Um, and vitamin K two has been studied extensively in these publications, and um, and the pairing with vitamin D is really interesting. So one of the ways. Um, that vitamin K2 and vitamin D play together, for example, is let's talk about osteoporosis. Both people, uh, most people know who are familiar with both vitamins know that both play an important role in bone health, right? So you see vitamin D in most bone health products, and then now you're starting to find more and more vitamin K2-7 in bone health products. So how do they play together in a bone health product? So there's this critical protein called osteocalcin, Osteocalcin is this protein that grabs calcium from circulation, from uh, the calcium that comes in through your diet and supplementation if you're still doing that, which people don't really need to do that, but we could talk about that separately. Um, but let's say it takes calcium from circulation and actually sticks it on the bone, right? Without the function of osteocalcin, you cannot stick calcium on the bone to repair or rebuild or continue to maintain bone health. Vitamin D causes cells called osteoblastic cells. These are the cells that make this critical protein, osteocalcin. It causes those cells to actually release the osteocalcin, right? So this critical protein is being released by vitamin D, but it's released in an inactive form. And in order for it to be activated, to actually grab the calcium and stick on the bone, it requires vitamin K27, right? So that's how they play together, right? So vitamin D releases the protein, but in inactive form, vitamin K2 comes along and finally activates it so it can actually do its job. So Karen, what happens if, uh, if you're just taking vitamin D? What tends to happen is you tend to release a lot of this protein in inactive form, so it's not actually able to do its job. But the but the uh, the presence of the protein will use up whatever vitamin K two stores you have, because when the proteins release, it gets vitamin K two to come there and activate it. So then, with a high release of this protein, you're going to use up vitamin K two, and if you're not taking in any additional vitamin K two, the use of vitamin D will actually drive vitamin K two deficiency. Hmm. Right, and that is evident in a condition called hypervitaminosis D. That is vitamin D toxicity. Vitamin D toxicity in every way clinically presents as vitamin K2 deficiency. So vitamin D can drive vitamin K2 deficiency and cause more problems down the road. So as important as vitamin D is, and I and I think people should be supplementing to a certain degree. Uh, uh, your primary source should be the sun. You should be trying to get it from the sun, but you should be supplementing to a certain degree, especially in the northern hemisphere during the winter times when we're getting almost no sun exposure. Um, it, it's important to supplement, but you have to take the equivalent amount of vitamin K2, or you're going to actually cause more problems down the road. And then when it comes to this current crisis, this COVID-19, the studies are clear. Vitamin D is really important for a, uh, a better response to, to, the, to the current pathogen, but so is vitamin K2. And these were studied separately. So when they're together and you have the right balance between the two, I think that's a powerful way of improving our resilience and improving our body's ability to defend ourselves against a new pathogen. 
If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're speaking with microbiologist Karen Christian about vitamin D and vitamin K27 and why they're both so important to keeping us healthy. Now, why can't we get vitamin K from our diet? Yeah, and that's, the, uh, that's, a, that's a big question that's, that's really important to answer because it illustrates why 97% of Western of the Western population is cl- clinically deficient in vitamin K27, right? And and that's an important distinction. It's clinically deficient, meaning that it has a negative clinical outcome. The deficiency does, and vitamin K27 deficiency can be described as osteoporosis, neurological dysfunctions, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and so on. Because vitamin K2 has been shown in huge studies to protect against these kind of conditions. And so it is an absolute um, critical deficiency that we have to address. Where does vitamin K27 come from in in the natural world? Well, the biggest source is certain types of fermented foods. It's produced by our very own, by, by bacteria, by wonderful bacteria. In fact, the biggest producers of vitamin K2 are spore based bacteria, the bacillus endospores, the very same ones that we work with in the Just Thrive probiotic, right? So in the, the, the richest natural source of vitamin K27 is in a food called natto, which is a fermented soybean food that's eaten in the Western part of Japan. Natto contains upwards of 800 micrograms of vitamin K27 in a 50 gram serving, which is a normal breakfast serving. That a soybean product is actually fermented by Bacillus subtilis, which is the main probiotic in the Just Thrive product. And that probiotic, that bacteria, will convert the proteins and, and, uh, and so on, on in, in that food into vitamin K27. And outside of that, then the other sources, which nobody in the U.S. eats natto, right? It's, a, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a food that's consumed at all. Uh, outside of that, it, uh, you can get it from eating organ meat. You can get it from eating certain degree of animal fat, uh, but it's a small amount in those, in those sources. Um, you can get it by eating animal brains which we don't eat brain a lot. We don't eat organ meat a lot. Those tend to be the natural sources. And then your gut produces some amount of vitamin K27 as well, if you have spores in your gut especially. So we're not consuming any of the foods that tend to be sources of vitamin K2. And most people's guts are dysfunctional, so they're not producing vitamin K2 as well. That's what's leading to 97% deficiency in our population. Well, so that answers my question. <laughs> we don't get it in our diet. Yeah. Nope. Uh, we, get, we get none in our diet. I mean, you have to be eating diet. brain. Yeah, you have to be eating, you know, liver all the time. You have to be eating uh, or natto uh, or certain uh, fermented cheeses in Northern Europe. So it's, there are cheeses in Northern Europe that are rich in K27 as well, but we don't eat any of those. We don't eat them. So, you know, so is, is vi- what I'm hearing you say is that vitamin K27 could be the most critical supplement we should be taking every day. Absolutely. I've, I've said this um, from as far as 15 years ago that vitamin K27 is the quintessential supplement. The whole idea of the dietary supplement industry is, and the concept behind dietary supplements, as it's indicated in the name, is these are supplements to supplement the uh, critical nutrients that you don't get in adequate amounts from your diet, right? And, and here is this vitamin that has 
um, the ability from the Rotterdam study to reduce cardiovascular mortality by 50% from studies done by Tufts University and the USDA. It reduces the formation of, of type 2 diabetes from those who are at pre-diabetic risk. Uh, Heidelberg cohort study and its impact on cancer, of course, all the osteoporosis, all of these impacts uh, comes from this singular essential vitamin and we get none of it in our diet, it becomes the quintessential supplement. Um, so we cannot overstate the importance of supplementing with vitamin K2 study. Well, thank you. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm feeling very happy <laughs> that, that I take our- it every day now. It's a reminder <laughs> of how, you know, it, it becomes part of the routine. And then sometimes it's really good to be reminded about why that routine really is important. Absolutely. Yeah. We cannot overstate the importance of it. And then, you know, as vitamin D becomes more and more and more popular, if you're taking high doses of vitamin D, you're going to strip your body of vitamin K2 if you're not replacing it adequately. So if you're taking any amount of vitamin D at all, whether it's 1,000 IUs, 5,000 IUs, 10,000 IUs, whatever that level is, you have to get a minimal of 300 micrograms of K27 in order to maintain balance. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great, and this is great for people to hear right now, given the fact that this is really important uh, uh, against the uh, COVID-19 virus. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Kieran. We've been speaking with Kieran Krishnan, the Chief Science Officer for Just Thrive Probiotics, about vitamin K27 and the major role it plays, along with vitamin D, in keeping us healthy, especially our immune system. You can learn more about this at JustThriveHealth.com. That's JustThriveHealth.com. Up next in my self-care segment, my guest is going to be Christine Stevens from Upbeat Drum Circles, and we're going to be discussing shadow drumming and also how we can use our drum to stay safe and sound. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available on our website at HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Healing Quest is brought to you by Clearlight Infrared, makers of jacuzzi saunas whose infrared heating technology penetrates deep to increase blood flow, reduce stress, and detox naturally to boost the immune system. You can learn more at infraredsaunas.com. That's infraredsaunas.com. And use promo code HealingQuest. Or you can call Clearlight at 1-800-798-1779. That's one 800 798 1779